I'm Hans. And I'm Laura. And we, we love, love to, to go, go to, to the, the movies. movies. Before the pandemic, we loved to go to the theater and watch a film on Saturday. And now we're doing it in our living room. But one way or the other, the one thing we love more than watching the movie is discussing it. So now we get to do it with you and a cocktail. So enjoy. Hans, Hans and Laura, Laura go, go to, to the, the movies. movies. Welcome back to the Hans and Laura Go to the Movies podcast. This week, we watched the 2019 film, The Lighthouse. Ye old scallywag! <laughs> That's in keeping with the movie. How dare thee contradict me! You dog! You dog! That's in keeping with the movie right there. It was a movie that was written by Robert Eggers and Max Eggers and was directed by Robert Eggers. It starred Robert Pattinson, who we seem to have been watching a lot of movies, including him recently, and Willem Dafoe, who also seems to be a reoccurring actor on our podcast reviews. Very true. Um, yeah, who knew we were such Robert Pattinson fans? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? So this is a very stylized film about two gentlemen who are left on a rocky, craggy lighthouse island for four weeks um, to tend to the lighthouse. There's a name for them. I think they're called Wizzies, but I don't remember if that is correct. Uh, Wicks. Wicks. Wickies? Uh, Wickies. Wickies. Yeah, Wickies. They are Wickies. Oh, or that Wicks. Makes... No, I think they called them Wickies. Yeah, I think so. Because because they, 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 they were associated with Wikipedia and other types of Wickies, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. No, but that would make sense because the Wick of the Lighthouse. Yes, makes yes, a lot of totally. sense. Um, and to be honest... It is unclear if they were actually on the island for four weeks or not, in my mind. But needless to say, they are isolated. The weather is awful. They may or may not both be playing mind games with each other, and chaos ensues. Yeah, that's that's a, a fairly fairly good description right now. Uh, it's it's been described by the studio that made it as hypnotic and hallucinatory. I think those are two words that were kind of like, really? And having watched the movie, I would say, yes, hypnotic and hallucinatory would be appropriate words for it. I would agree with that completely. Um, so the main question is why we decide to watch it, probably, right? And I think maybe one of the questions we should really ask instead of that is why haven't we watched it yet? The movie has sort of been on our our list for a while now. We were... Um, initially likely to go see it in the theater um, back when we went to the theater and and we ended up not seeing it that week. Um, Instead, we went to see Parasite, which was not a bad pick on our part, but having watched this film, I will say that I, it was, it, there was no problem watching it at home but I think it would have been a really interesting experience to watch it in the movie. Well, it certainly would have. It certainly would have. And I, I agree. So I think that that's mostly why it's a, it's a movie that always struck us as interesting and that we've simply been waiting to get to get to. And, um, and so finally today 
we decided to. Yes, and now I'm excited to talk about it. But first, we should talk about what we're drinking. So we're drinking nothing new and exciting. We've returned to our bottle of Jim Beam Double Oak Twice Barreled Bourbon. That sounds about right. Yep. It's a confusing name, isn't it? It is a confusing name because yeah. it's both twice oaked and double barreled, which maybe means the same thing in actuality. But one way or the other, it's delicious. It's oaky. It's very bourbony. And we're likely to finish the bottle tonight. Laura, what did you think about the film The Lighthouse? I thought that it was a truly engaging film. Like, I found myself having trouble, like, blinking or turning away from it whatsoever. Yeah. I think that was part of the genius of the movie. I think that was also, like, the dialogue was very thick. And the language was unusual and both characters had accents and the film was in black and white and it was very dark. And so I think it was like there was intentional barriers the filmmakers put in place to make you like super focused because like if you weren't super focused, you had no clue what was going on. And even when you were super focused, I'm not sure. You had not much of an idea what was going on. What was going on. Right, right. Um, But... I I think the intrigue of the film was I wanted to try to understand it. And so I put a lot of focus and energy into understanding it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So it was very engaging. I think it was a really good film. The thing I'm sort of left with, though, is that, like, I don't know what I think. And yeah. part of this comes out of just, the sort of films I like, which I like very traditional story arcs. I like movies. This was not a tidy, this was not a tidy film. No. And I like tidy films. I like the films where good prevails unless good is not supposed to prevail. You know, like I like the character arc and this was, this was not that movie at all. No, no, it, it, it wasn't. It was a very interesting sort of train ride into into madness in some ways. I, I, I thought I thought that one of I think my main takeaway before getting into anything else about the movie itself is that I thought in some ways this is the perfect and also the worst movie to be watching during a period of isolation and social distancing. Because in some ways it makes the um, the insanity or potential insanity of the whatever the case may be of the characters in this movie to be relatable and also a bit extra terrifying I I think so disagree I get where you're coming from here's actually was my thought which maybe just shows how pathological my train of thought can be which is that I've always thought there was a certain romanticism to the idea of being a uh 
like the housekeeper. housekeeper. Right. How could you not? Sure. And maybe I've just read too many. Um, Gone to light, light, lighthouse museums. <laughs> well, I've been to a couple, but yeah, pretty, I know. pretty. I've read too many. Um, three and a half star, low on the New York Times bestseller list novels. It's always involves some sort of romance and lighthouse keeper. Um, sort of mm. thing to think there's a certain romance associated with it. And that in fact, watching this movie, I thought to myself, you know, I know being on a on an island by yourself would be far more maddening than the pandemic. But truth be told, I've had no more physical interaction with another human being than these two characters have had with each other and for a much longer period of time. And so therefore my romantic ideals were actually reinforced mm. just because these characters happen to go crazy. See, I believed that I would not go crazy. And this was driven home by the fact that we've survived this long within this global pandemic. Well, that's a good point. We of course, at least had the opportunity to hopefully choose more wisely our, our companions during this unusual period. True. And, and, and we have access to create podcasts as well. Yes. And we have access to Zoom calls with friends and family, text messaging, email, work meetings. And while we haven't been in close proximity with other human beings, we have, of course, seen them. We know they exist. We go for runs and they run past us on the other side of the street, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Yes. Which probably changes the mental game a bit. A bit, I would say. Yes. Yes. I was administered a flu shot. <laughs> yes. These sorts of things. Yes. So I think that's all very, very true. Um, I thought that, you know, it was it was sort of a, a couple tour de force performances in a lot of ways, I thought. Oh, my um, gosh. The acting was so good. As I was watching this, I thought to myself... The only thing that could make this better was if I was in a very small off-Broadway theater in New York City and I was actually watching Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson yell at each other on a small stage mm -hmm. with a small audience, how my mind would explode. Yeah, I would agree. That would be pretty, um, that, this, the... I don't know how this could exactly translate to the stage because so much of it was the movie making techniques of it. I can't really imagine how it could be a, a stage show, but um, I would love to see these characters sort of reimagined in a different plot perhaps for, for the I, stage. I feel sort of differently. I yeah. actually think that it might be a more succinct and watchable film i mean a watchable story wouldn't be a film then if it was done on stage because i think this is one of my maybe problems with it is there was just so much sort of chaos going on and i know that was like part of it but i think like visually it was it was um it was it was over it was visual overload for me i didn't know how to make sense of the images that were coming at me and perhaps that was the intention, but if that was the intention, I'm not sure what to make of the story. So I'm left to wonder if I missed something because I was so overwhelmed by the imagery. Mm. 
I don't know. I thought the imagery was very important to the to the movie. I thought the atmosphere was very important. I thought the details of the of the the work that had to be done were very important. And and I think that I, I think that was all a, a critical aspect of it. And um, I, I think also it was really important in sort of shedding doubt on the levels of sanity because you were seeing things and pretty soon into the movie, you started realizing you weren't really sure what you were seeing that was real and what was not and what they were, and or if you were looking through their vantage point or the omniscient vantage point. And it really well, led you to sort of this question of like, what is, what is sanity? What is real? Who is who? Who are, who are these people? And I think that he was sort of trying to put you in the, the shoes of these and that's fair but the my oh, that's fair and if that was the intention then one of my objections is is that like that's not storytelling that's a character sketch no that might be i think that you might make a case there i mean you might make a case that this is more of a that this maybe was almost more of a character sketch of a movie hey you could you could argue that i mean in an hour and 50 minutes i mean it's a long character sketch but that doesn't make it not so um, because I, I don't know that there was a, a any sort of real story arc to the movie, and I think that that was I was looking for a little resolution at the end. I would have um, I would have I would have enjoyed a little bit of resolution at the end, I believe, because at the end the ending also was. Not only was there no resolution, but the ending left you questioning whether the final scene was even actually happening or not. And it seemed most likely that it was not. And no, so that's, no, 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 no. Not most likely was it not. I think it would have been physically impossible for that to be happening. I would agree with you, except this brings me to another point, which is that by the end of the movie, he was also drinking straight kerosene. Right, which is another question <laughs> which, I have. So, which, which I think might might make one sanity go to to untold levels of well so this is an interesting question yeah. that i want that i'd like to like to bring up which is that clearly one of the characters if not both of the characters spoiler alert descends into madness um did well, you one, say one of them if one, only one, one of them did i'm not sure which, which one, one it, it was, was. Maybe both of and them did. And maybe both of them did. Probably both of them did. I have no clue. I thought maybe it was the water that was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. They were drinking bad water. They were drinking bad water. That's possible. And that's what I initially thought that it was getting at. Maybe the bad water was just to show what terrible conditions they were living under. Could go either way. I did enjoy the character development. Like I didn't like I did enjoy the acting was great. I like Willem Dafoe's character plays basically Captain Ahab stuck in a lighthouse, which was intentional because in towards the end of the movie, I think there's a reference not to Captain Ahab directly, but to that sort of character. Um, I appreciated that the language, while complicated, 
One thing that was a little disturbing to me is Robert Pattinson's accent. I was confused by his accent. I was confused by both their accents. Robert Pattinson's was especially confusing to me. It seemed it, it seemed like it was all over the place. It was a completely sometimes, indistinguishable mix yeah, of things. Sometimes it sounded Irish or maybe a little Cockney to me. And other times it sounded very New York, which I felt like it sounding New York would make sense because sort of because he was in the, the Hudson, not, not super like, it sounded like a New York city accent, but reminiscent of today's accent, but an old timey New York city accent at points to me. I agree. The accents were confusing. Yeah. They were just all around confusing, but that may have been intentional. Because he was also sort of a wanderer, right? He'd been around all sorts of places. And so I, I don't know. You know, his background, I think, was one of the questions of the movie is, where was this guy from? You know, where, where had he been before? You know, so that maybe that was part of it also. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. But then that's also confusing because, like, I, I didn't... And maybe this was the pacing of the film, but it didn't really to me, seem like any of his quote-unquote confessions, if you will, were really very big reveals in the, fil in the film. Like, they just sort of felt like, yeah, I was wondering what was going on with the logs. Like, it seemed like by the time they were revealing what had happened, it already was clear to me that, like, somebody drowned under logs and he was a logger. Did he kill them? Like what happened? Like there was so many hints there already that it didn't really feel like much of a reveal. If it was supposed to be a reveal, I don't know. Everything about this movie was just puzzling to me. Yeah. I don't think it was supposed to necessarily be a reveal to you as the audience. If anything, I think maybe it was a question of, of something to change the relationship between the two, the two light keepers. I, I don't know. Um, but then why give the audience all the imagery hinting to what happened ahead of time? Like if the, it, if the intention of the film was to make you sort of like discombobulated and make you be like, why did any of that happen? then it was successful. Mind you, I would totally re if I had to do this Saturday evening over again, I I would still choose to watch this movie because I think it was very it was very different, it was very fresh. I just don't know what to make of it. Well, I don't know what to make of it either exactly, but but I think it was very interesting and I think that it was basically very much exactly how I've seen it described, which again, like I'll go back to those, those terms. What were they that we threw out there? Hypnotic and hallucinatory tale. It wasn't yeah. hypnotic and hallucinatory. No, you don't think so? Well, so the thing is that I object to that description is that how can some, I feel like that's a, a little bit of a lazy description, if I'm honest, because it it maybe I did you find? I mean, I guess I sort of get hypnotic because I couldn't pull myself away from it, and there certainly like was was it? 
usually if you have that description of the film, you intend that to be the description for the audience, right? And so for me, I guess maybe it was hypnotic. I couldn't tear myself away from it, but I don't know if that was necessarily hypnotic. And it certainly wasn't hallucinatory for me. Was it hypnotic and hallucinatory for the characters that were involved in it? Maybe, or maybe not. I'm not sure, to be honest. Well, I think that's part of what what that description is getting at, is the idea that you're watching things and you don't know exactly what's real any more so than the characters do. I, I think this movie tried to sort of put you inside the head of these people in a way that didn't make sense because whatever was going on in their head didn't make sense. <clears throat> well, and I there would was actually no, disagree see, with you. Seen, I think one of the things that you're looking for in the movie that was that I think could have given it more of a resolution is if there had been some sort of, even just if at the end, a sane person from the outside world that had shown up or something like that and given a perspective into what had actually happened or was going on. But you never knew. You, you never really had any idea after the first scene what was, what was really happening. Yeah, that's fair. That being said, I will actually make the argument that I don't think that we were getting in Willem Dafoe's head at all. I would actually make the argument very much against this. Because we never really saw the world from his perspective throughout the movie. We always saw it either as an omnipresent look or from Robert Pattinson's viewpoint. There was very few scenes that just involved Willem well, Dafoe if it wasn't Robert Pattinson like looking in on Willem Dafoe's character. No, it's an excellent point. That's a good point that you make right there. So that's um that's a good point. That's a good point. It's an interesting movie. I'd like more movies made, maybe not exactly like it, but to sort of swing for the fences in the way that this did. Yeah. The acting was really strong. The dialogue was complex and very good. The cinematography was gripping and, and interesting. And the audio effects were certainly, uh, the, the audio effects were hypnotic I, I and maddening. Yeah. The audio effects were right. maddening. Like, let's talk about that. The foghorn. Was, was it real? Did, I'm sure the foghorn was So real. they just lived with the foghorn all the time? I don't know. Maybe so. I mean, their foghorns are a thing, you know? No, I, I know they were, but I just could never really tell if they were if it was real or if it was just in his head. I never really gave thought to the idea that back in the day, those foghorns would have to be tended and there would have been machinery and whatnot. You couldn't just have a little thing set off on a... Um, you know, on digital a, speaker that yeah, was on a distant, via, a distant yeah. right, right area. So you had to have somebody actually making this thing happen. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess they they must have probably. That would be maddening in itself. Maddening, I can't imagine. Interesting movie. Yes. Would you recommend, Laura? Yeah. I think I would recommend. I think it's something that you need to see. I think it's something that I'm going to like need to watch every YouTube video about and still not like every interview I can find on YouTube 
with the the makers of the film and I'm still not going to be satisfied with the ending or what it means. But that doesn't mean it's not worth the watch and that doesn't mean it was a good movie. The Im the imagery was fascinating. And it was very visually intriguing. And it definitely, like I said, I think the best way to describe it was engaging. Although I was a little bothered by all the sex stuff. It was um, rather uncomfortable, was it not? I, I just don't, I just don't know what it added. But that being said, it's hard for me to explain what many of the things in the film that happened and how it, how they added to the film, because I'm not really sure. So perhaps it was more important than it felt in my head. Well, yeah, there, there were, there was, there were certainly a, a number of very uncomfortable scenes in the movie and, and, um, and and yet it was uh it was a a very interesting very interesting movie and it makes you think and it certainly kept you engaging it does make you think especially if you really have been curious about what a mermaid's lady pieces look like mm. yeah if you're looking for a movie that has um man mermaid imagined imagined man mermaid sex scenes in it but i guess we don't know if they're imagined or not but since we know that mermaids don't exist i suppose we can see that, that part was definitely not a reality or was it thus we don't really know was it um yeah a interesting uh an interesting film yes Entitled to their opinion. Everybody's entitled to their thoughts. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. But hearts and laws.